0: The Labyrinth of Gar by Sue Merry. Episode 3. Welcome, dear children everywhere. Are you ready for the next episode of The Labyrinth of Gar? Are you comfortable and cozy? Now, Just relax and listen to the story. Chapter 4 The two girls made sure that they were well away from the big bog before sitting down miserably. They tried shaking their heads and pulling and tugging at each other's ears, but the ears were a part of each of them now and any pulling or tugging just hurts. What a pickle! I can't go home like this, said Katie. How could I ever explain this to my mum? She'd kill me! I thought you didn't want to go home anyway, Sarah said, sadly twiddling one of her long black ears. I never said that, replied Katie. What made you think that I never wanted to go back home? No idea, said Sarah. Perhaps I dreamed it. Or perhaps it was because you looked like me when I first came to this wood. A bit lost, a bit scared and seriously angry. Know what I mean? Katie knew all right, but she wasn't going to say so. How could this blinking Sarah girl always be so right about everything? It was really irritating. Katie wondered again where Sarah had come from. She looked as if she'd been in the woods for a long time. She was very dirty and although her hair was short, it had been cut very roughly so that it stuck out like a toilet brush. Sarah's clothes were really odd too. She was wearing a raggedy old T-shirt that looked as if it might be made out of different sorts of leaves with the occasional feather stuck in there too. Most strange. Sarah also wore a pair of tight cycling shorts that looked rough and leathery, in fact horribly like the skin of some small animal. A picture of Katie's long-lost kitten popped into her brain, but she shoved it out at once and firmly decided never to ask Sarah anything about those shorts. Are you going to go home? Katie found herself asking. She hadn't meant to say anything at all, but this question just seemed to come out of her mouth or by itself. I can't remember my mummy and daddy, so why should they remember me, was Sarah's reply. For the first ever time that she could remember, Katie felt sad for someone other than herself. It was such a new feeling that a look of surprise plonked itself onto Katie's face and she stared at Sarah without seeing anything. Sarah started to laugh and jump to her feet. This was the last thing that Katie expected. What an odd girl this Sarah was. Come on, I bet my friend Arthur can help us. He knows loads and loads of really cool magic. Let's whiz over to his place. Where does this Arthur live, Sarah? Oh, well, you know, er... Uh Around, around where exactly? Katie was beginning to get suspicious. Exactly, well, now exactly, around here, somewhere. Oh, come on, Katie, let's hop off and look for him. Hop, get it? Bunny ears, hop off. Sarah, shouted Katie, getting up in a dangerous sort of way. Sarah started laughing and running and hopping through the trees. Katie chased after her, and soon she was laughing too, but she had no idea why. This was not a funny situation. After a while, the girls began to walk again. They were both very hungry now, and the truth was that Sarah had no idea where to find Arthur. She knew that he lived in a tree, but in the middle of a wood, Where there were ten zillion trees, Arthur could be anywhere. Katie suddenly stopped and grabbed Sarah's arm. What was that? What? said Sarah. She'd been miles away in thought, wondering, in fact, how she was going to tell Katie that they were lost. Something's moving over there, hissed Katie, pointing to a very thick hawthorn bush. Just then, the bush gave a kind of shudder as if someone was shaking it. "'Why don't you come out and say hello?' shouted Sarah bravely. Katie looked at Sarah in horror. She was all for running off, especially after what had happened last time. Goodness only knew what was lurking in that bush. They already had bunny ears. What were they going to end up with next? Frog's legs? The bush shook again, and a rather weak little voice said timidly, You me fuendi, the girls looked at each other. They were feeling a little safer. This creature didn't sound very frightening at all. Me only come out if you me Fwendy. It's all right, we'll be your friends, said Sarah in her nicest voice. So you can come out now, said Katie in her nicest voice. She couldn't actually ever remember using that voice before. "'Well, me come out and see. "'You be nicey-nicey now, pleasey-weezy, pretty bunny girlies.' Before the girls could reply, the bush began to shake violently. Then it seemed to somehow unfold itself so that it became wider and taller until it was towering over the two girls. The next thing it did made the girls want to run away, but they seemed to be stuck to the spot.' staring with their mouths open wide. It began to walk. The bush began to walk. Yes, I know that's impossible. But it is exactly what happened. Sarah and Katie now realised that this was not a hawthorn bush at all. It was a sort of man. A man whose body and arms and legs and head seemed to be nothing but branches and leaves. All the branches and leaves seemed to come from different trees, and there were lots of gaps, so many that you could see right through the creature. It's a tree sprite, shouted Sarah, as she suddenly realised what she was looking at. Ah! screamed the tree sprite, in a silly girly sort of way. You shouted at me! you not me fwendy! Me no like you! I'm so sorry! "'said Sarah quickly. "'I was just so pleased to meet you. "'You see, I've lived in this wood for a long time, "'but I've never ever had the honour "'of meeting a tree sprite before. "'Is it really true that tree sprites "'know absolutely every, every thing about the woods?' "'Maybe so, maybe not so,' replied the tree sprite modestly, "'giving a little skip as he spoke. "'Do you know where Arthur lives?' asked Katie and then felt very proud of herself for daring to speak to this creature. Course me do, said the Tree Sprite. Would you tell us, please, asked Sarah. No, said the Tree Sprite in a hurt sort of voice. You not me Fwendy, me only tell to me Fwendies. Well, how can we become your Fwendies, your your friends, asked Sarah. Fwendies shake handies. The tree sprite held out a surprisingly small, slender hand. It seemed to be made from willow twigs. Sarah and Katie looked at each other uncertainly and then tried to push each other forward. The tree sprite gave a big sigh and began to drop his hand sadly. Sarah leapt forward and took the tree sprite's hand in hers. It felt surprisingly delicate and so she shook it very gently, at the same time saying... Pleased to meet you, as politely as she could manage. Charmed, him sure, replied the sprite now, holding out his hand to Katie. Katie did not want to shake hands with a weird talking pile of twigs creature. No way. She began to walk backwards. The tree sprite reacted to this in a flash. He was a very sensitive soul. You no want to be my friendy and he stamped his twiggy foot hard on the ground. There were several snapping sounds as some of his branches broke in too, and a few of them flew up into the air in a twirly sort of way. Sarah rushed over to Katie and spoke to her very quietly, but very urgently. Shake his flipping hand, Katie, or we don't get to eat! She dragged Katie forward and propelled her towards the now sulking tree sprite. Katie slowly raised her arm and held her hand out stiffly. The tree sprite gave a big, dramatic sniff and turned away. Katie looked back at Sarah, wondering what to do. Speak to him nicely, hissed Sarah. Katie turned back towards the tree sprite, took a big breath, held it in for a few seconds, then looked at Sarah again. But what shall I say? I'm not very good at being nice. Sarah glared at Katie, but then said very sweetly, Dear Tree Sprite, my best friend in the world, Katie here, really, really would like to be your friend too. Please shake hands with her. It would make her so happy, wouldn't it, Katie? Yes, gasped Katie as Sarah poked her very hard in the ribs. "'Oh, very well, then,' the tree-sprite sighed, holding out a hand to Katie. Katie hated doing this. She gripped the tree-sprite's hand very stiffly and tightly. Sarah once noticed that the delicate twigs that were the tree-sprite's fingers were in great danger of getting broken. Goodness only knows what he would do if that happened.' Katie was gripping tighter and tighter, and one or two twigs looked to be right on the point of snapping. Sarah quickly whispered to Katie, Remember the ready list. Stop. See. Breathe. Soft and tall. Imagine your head's a floaty balloon, and your shoulders are soft, like runny custard. Katie stopped. She looked at a bright pink flower popping out of the ground several metres away. She let her body have a big breath. She thought about being soft and tall. Katie's head began to float about freely on her neck and as her shoulders began to melt, she found herself taking another big breath and feeling taller and freer and not nervous anymore. This also had the effect of making her release her grip on the tree sprite's hand. This was just in the nick of time. One tiny twig had already snapped and it fell to the ground as Katie's hand became light and free. Sarah secretly kicked the twig out of sight and hoped that the tree sprite wouldn't notice. Pleased to meet you, said Katie. Charmed, hame sure, came the reply. Now you both me fwendies, Oh, hey, happy day. Follow me, come this way. The tree sprite skipped off through the wood. Where are we going? Sarah shouted. Me take me Fwendies To show them off was nice housey. Skippy whippy, off we goey. So off they went, hoping against hope that the tree sprite really did know. "'where Arthur lived.'